You are listening to the Call to Action Podcast, where we aim to inspire, educate, and inform entrepreneurs and self-starters on tech and tips related to navigating this ever-changing world. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to episode 34 of the Call to Action Podcast. I am your host, Shantae, and today we are having a fireside chat with Shanae Chase, a.k.a. the Love Mentalist, Drew, who is a vocalist, and Ethan, a musician. This is exciting because this is a first for the Call to Action Podcast, and we have a great show planned for you all today. But before I bring our guests on to the show, I have an inspirational quote that I'd like to share And I am thinking that this quote will be used often as I feel that it is something we can all adopt and use as we navigate life, business, entrepreneurship, writing a book, whatever you do in life. And I'm just sure you get the picture. So here is the inspirational quote for episode 34 of the Call to Action podcast. The journey begins when you take the first step. Courage, optimism, determination, and enthusiasm are the tools that will help you along the way. If you missed episode 33 of the Call to Action podcast, as always, it is a must listen. The topic for that show is for the do-it-yourselfer. Now, is that a word? Of course it is. Anyway, you know who I'm talking about. It is for those who aren't afraid to tap into their creative side. During that episode, I share tips on how to create really cool graphics for your product or service or home business. So make sure to go and check it out on ctamarketing.biz. And when you're there, click on podcast on the main menu to access that as well as past episodes. Now take a listen to this clip to get an idea of what the show was about. So let me just give you some numbers, as I always do, um, about some things that a small business may run into. So basically, you need a logo. And when you're getting a logo, they can cost, especially if you're hiring a graphic designer. The lowest, I guess, price that you could do would go to like a crowdsourcing website, like, you know, where they actually offer that service. And according to LookA.com, the mid-range cost for a logo can start at $99. Now, you may also need flyers to promote your business. And a flyer. Again, you can hear the full episode on ctamarketing.biz. So after this one, go on over and check it out. So as I mentioned in the intro, I have three, yes, three guests for today's show. I have Shanae, who is also known as the Love Mentalist. And Shanae is a vet on the Call to Action podcast. This is not her first time around here. And then we have Drew, who is an author, musician, and digital artist. 
And I also have Ethan, who is an author and a musician. And during today's fireside chat, our guests are going to share something that has never been done before. And I do not want to wait any longer because this is really exciting. So please join me in welcoming Shanae, Ethan, and Drew to the show. So hi, everyone. Welcome to the Call to Action podcast. How are you all doing today? Great. Well, thank you. Checking for a pulse. I'm good. <laughs> That's wonderful. So guys, I like to do icebreakers on my show. And the icebreaker that I use is for you to share your superpower. It's a really good way for us to get to know you as a person, which is why we're doing this icebreaker. So Shanae, let's start with you. Tell us your superpower. My superpower is to think outside the box and quickly. Nice, nice. So that's interesting. Okay, so Drew, tell us your superpower. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have been branded by the Twitter writing community as the GIF wizard. So I make things for people. So maybe that's it. Nice. The GIF wizard. Okay. Now, Ethan, what is your superpower? So my superpower is invisibility, and it's something I practice just about every day. Even though I'm six, where'd it go? Even though I'm six <laughs> foot six inches tall. Which, what? Which Wait, is, that's superpowers is, in itself. You're six foot six inches tall. Yes, and oh that's two gosh. meters for you, international folks. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a singular talent for becoming invisible in any social gathering. So I don't know oh, wait. how it happens, but it happens. I was going to say to be six foot six and to be able to disappear, that itself is a superpower. Well, you know, if I ever write a memoir, it's going to be called The World's Largest Invisible Man. Thank you everyone for sharing your superpowers. I like asking that question because I like to hear the different responses that I get and they're always unique, oftentimes funny, um, but I like that. And then also what I notice is that people like to help another as well. It seems like 
at the core, like people like to get together and help each other. So, you know, thinking outside the box like Shanae and then also, you know, creating the, Drew, what did you say yours was? It was creating the the animations. Yeah, I do some book cover animating Yeah, uh, so doing that. Okay, so doing that, that's like helping people. Um, oh, now, okay. well, it is, you're helping sell books, right? <laughs> helping sell books. I mean, they pay me for them, so it's... But that's okay. It doesn't okay. matter. It's still at the core. You're still helping people. So that's that's a good thing. Yeah, It's definitely a good thing. Yes. Now, Ethan, with your six foot six disappearing acts here, um, <laughs> that's unique. Well, well you know, uh, another aspect of that is that uh, I've been a bass player for most of my life. <laughs> And you, as a bass player, you're not supposed to be seen. You're just supposed to make the band sound better, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I do that really well. You notice when I'm not there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you guys are awesome. So now what I want to talk about is this unique thing that's this project that you guys did together that no one has done before. And now it's time to reveal to the listeners what you all did. And I do want to let the listeners know that the clip that they just heard was actually from the song that was recorded by Drew and Ethan for Shanae's upcoming book. And again, as far as we know, this is a first time like for this type of thing. I don't think this has ever been done before. Now, Shanae, I did hear that this was your idea. So how did this come about? The name of the song, everyone, is called Have a Little Faith in Us. So Shanae, how did Have a Little Faith in Us come about? Well, the book was written two years ago. And once you read the book, you'll understand where that saying comes from. Now, I needed a song for the book. And I contacted Glenn Wheatley in Australia, who is John Farnham, a famous singer in Australia. He had a song out, Have a Little Faith in Us. And I wanted to use some of the lyrics because as writers, we are not allowed to use other music in that sense because of copyright. So after going back and forth, he suggested I write my own song. So I did. And then I was on Twitter one day and I sort of mentioned it. And I, and I don't know whether I said I would like to put music to it or whatever. And then Ethan popped up and said that, he would love to do music and then Drew came in and and that and that's where it sort of started. Wow. So so then when we all got together, it started me on a new idea of how I could use it in the book. So going backwards and forwards, I've actually embedded the file in the book so when you get to the part where he actually sings you know that pivotal role it's just like mk becker said on um, the youtube comment um it's like the ending of a movie where they come out and sing this this song as the main gesture and um and that's exactly what it was supposed to do so you can either listen to her or read the actual song as you go through the end of the book or both really <laughs> or both well, it actually goes from your iPad to or whatever your device to your um, to YouTube, so you sort of can't read. Um. Oh, I don't know. You know me and technology, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's um but it's just that first stepping stone in what authors can do in the future. 
So um, that's sure. why when I learned all about this, I went back in and I uploaded it to Amazon. So I had a due date. So nobody would jump in and say, well, I thought of this idea first. <laughs> so yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's, you know, with, with the market the way it is and um, everything that happens with authors, we all try and get our books out there to make them stand out. But to actually take it to that next level where you can actually hear the actual singing, I mean, audible, you can hear it, don't mm -hmm. get me wrong. But to actually have get you're in that emotional state where all this is coming to an end and you actually hear the song, I'm hoping it'll draw out that last bit of emotion that people have when they're reading. Wow. So Ethan, so you did the music for this for the yeah. song, right? Yeah, I did. I want to. I want to say something first, though. When, when Shanae says that we, when we got together, mm -hmm. this is actually the first time that we've all talked together on any sort of phone call or anything. We all did all of this through email and chat room in you know a direct message room in Twitter. We had Isn't never actually awesome? talked to each other. So, a little email, a little Dropbox. A little, yeah. you know, all the technology that came together to make this happen is, and it's all kind of newer stuff. You know, I mean, email's been around forever, but like Dropbox is, is, is yeah. still, fairly you know, new. fairly new. So, yeah, so, so, we... so, so to get back to the song, mm -hmm. um, so when we were initially talking about this, Sinead threw out some example songs of what she wanted to have it sound like. Right. So mm -hmm. the one that the one that resonated with me was a, a song by Cindy Lauper called Time After Time. I remember so, that song. I'm an 80s girl. Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's good. Yes. So um, I took that and also took the 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 sensibility of what Shanae was portraying, saying, you know, we want this to be a big epic ending type thing, right? And then I just started messing around with piano and just trying to come up with a melody. So I managed that this is the second melody that I came up with. The first one got forgotten very quickly. <laughs> the second one actually resonated with everybody. So I started building it a little bit and a little bit and a little bit, you know, as, as, Drew and Shanae were working through the lyrical part of it. Um, and then there, there came a part also where um, they kind of got stuck from, you know, how is this going to sound with the song? So I, I sketched out a real quick 10 minute, this is what I think the melody should be like. And it seems to have resonated again so that the, Drew was able to take that and manipulate it a little bit uh you know with the, the words and everything so you know at least i could throw that pebble into the pond uh while i was working on the musical part of it wow okay and then now let's bring in drew so drew you uh, I, are the one that provided the vocals on the song so tell us about like how you got into it with have a little faith in us oh well you know, Ethan and I kind of run in the same circles on Twitter. Like we don't talk a lot, but we we talk to a lot of the same folks. And uh, it, it's not the first time it's come up that uh, we should do a Twitter band. And it's usually a joke. <laughs> so I walk into this thread and Sinead's talking and I don't really know her. 
and she's talking about a song. Ethan's like, oh, well, I, well you, something, something, I can do that or whatever. And I was like, huh, well, it's probably about time to do that thing, huh, Ethan, where we where we make some piece of music together. And yeah. and next thing I know, it's actually happening. And I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah, it's like, look what wow. happened. You know, we, we were kind of, <laughs> I was kind of joking, you know, because we've joked about it a bunch. And then next thing, you know, it's, oh, this yep. is happening. Okay. Yeah. So let me see. Let me see if I can play this back at how this unfolded. Shanae's on Twitter. She wrote the book two years ago. She put something out, something out there on Twitter. Ethan sees it. He's like, oh, yeah, I can put some music to that. You start working on the music. You guys never even talked to each other with all of this at all. And then right. you bring in Drew. Shanae writes the lyrics. And you guys never talk. And you have a song. Like, you know how amazing that is? Yeah. We talked like with love. I mean, you're texting, right? But yeah. I mean, like, I work on projects all the time. I'm talking to the person. <laughs> we're doing video calls. <laughs> we're doing, you know, we're doing chats, all that cool stuff. Like, you guys, not even a phone call. <laughs> but that well, is like so cool to just how you use technology to make that happen. You know, fortunately, you know, we, we all had well defined roles, you mm -hmm. know. I wasn't going to try and sing. You don't want to hear me sing, <laughs> um, you know, and I wasn't, you know, I know it's Shanae's lyrics. So she does that all. I'm happy doing the music part of it. You know, I like writing songs. So, you know, it was a well-defined, well-defined role. So it worked out really well. I thought. That's cool. Until you sent me back the bit about, we need a bridge. And I'm thinking, what in the frig is a bridge? So I'm <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's right. She's not a musician. <laughs> so I quickly, <laughs> I quickly Google what is a bridge. And it's then that part I, I, in the formula where things never mind. Yeah, but I didn't know that when I actually wrote the songs. Like it was when I wrote the, the lyrics, there wasn't a part in it for a bridge. It was simple. So I Googled it and I, I learned how to do it wrote the bridge what in five minutes or something and <laughs> sent it back to Ethan and said, will this work? And he said, yep, yeah, beautiful. So, wow. That is so it cool. Was it was a learning curve. Right. Yeah, so Shanae, you I, went from, I, oh no, go ahead. Go ahead. A, no, I had an idea of what the bridge was going to be. And there, she wrote the lyrics, you know, what, what she thought. And I'm like, yeah, that works great. Perfect. You know, so yeah. I did the, you know, they did the music part of it, and then also through the melody, what I thought the melody would be for the bridge part. So, so that's really cool, Ethan. So, Shanae, you went from writing a book to writing a song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know it's weird. It's weird. It's funny that my my other career with COVID and all that has sort of stopped because, um, like, no traveling, no teaching, no crowds. So I've sort of just turned into doing other consultancy work at home and concentrating on writing. So, um, yeah, so it's been a change of lifestyle for me. That's cool. I think probably with all of this going on, I think everyone's probably picked up some new skills because <laughs> <laughs> they're at home, you know, most for the most part anyway. Um, now, there's something I knew um, that you shared with me before, Shanae, about how you rewrote Logan's name for Drew. Yes. Yeah, I did. Originally, it wasn't Logan Andrews. Um, but when the I saw the clip come out, um, well, I knew Ethan would always be known for the music. I would also be known for the lyricist. And if we ever sold the song, Drew would sort of be 
not cast out, but he would disappear. So I changed Logan's last name to Andrews on the calculated guess that the A in his name stood for Andrew and we were calling him Drew. So his name is forever embedded with ours in that YouTube video. And and more thinking outside the box there. That's really cool and uh, very humbling. Oh, thank you. But it was a team effort. It's very nice. You're welcome. Now, Drew, you have a nickname for Shanae. So share the background on that nickname and share what the nickname is. Well, it, it varies a little, but it's basically a future woman because here when it's like what what time is it there right now nearly Shanae. 1 p.m on friday afternoon nearly 1 p.m on friday <laughs> afternoon and here we are it's uh, well for me it's 7 50 on thursday yeah i'm east coast it's, it's 8 50 here it's like dark and cold and snowy yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and just before we 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 got together for the brief summary before she's like oh well i'll talk to you tomorrow and i'm looking around going that's tonight, isn't it? Yeah, you're already talking to us tonight. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, so that's, it's that, you know, it's that and can be tomorrow girl or future lady, but, you know, and I, I have had other friends in Australia that I've talked to online, um, and it's just kind of cool to me that, like, there's a place in the world where it's hot when we're cold and they're a whole day ahead. I know. And it oh, doesn't it feel like Shanae's bragging when she's talking about her, uh, <laughs> the beautiful sunshine over there in Australia? <laughs> or is yeah, it just me? <laughs> we're having sun. They'll be cold. So, okay. I'm looking forward to the sun coming here. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Shanae. You know, we love you. <laughs> I'll send you some sunshine. I'll take it. I'll gladly take it. Oh, look, I'll be your sunshine for today. Okay, that works, that works. Now, Shanae, I understand that you're in Australia and the guys are here in America. So was there any challenges with, I know we all speak English, but as far as like just communicating information in general, were there any challenges or anything that you guys came across with working with each other? Well, one in particular is that the difference between the Australian and the American sarcasm. <laughs> I would like a few years ago, I did um, an international conference. I was speaking and I took an American guy out for the day to show him Sydney. I paid for coffee and I think I paid for lunch. And he said, um, how about I pay for lunch? And he, I said, no, save your money and you will pay for the bigger stuff, like when you take me out for dinner. And he got shocked. He said, what? He, was, he thought I was being rude and facetious, but it was a joke. He just Ooh. didn't get my sense of humour. And recently I sent an email to another American guy who was coming out and I was catching up with, and I explained to him or tried to explain the differences in humour, like don't get upset, blah, blah, blah. It fell flat. I got a message from his secretary, which in the dating world, it means there's no second date. <laughs> <laughs> so when we were typing backwards and forwards, I made a comment. Now, Ethan got it straight away, but Drew looked at it and he, and he sort of said something 
what the, you know, and I said, hang on, that's not how it was supposed to come out. <laughs> so I had to painfully type out exactly what I meant. And then I got the ha ha. So after that, when I was making a joke, I used to have to add LOL. So they knew I was joking. <laughs> so I, I, I know why I got it. And maybe you didn't. <laughs> it was because I'm one of the biggest Monty Python fans in the world. And one of their half hour show sketches is called the Bruce's where they, they sit around and drink beer and talk Australian so I've been watching that for 40 years right so mm -hmm. I'm kind of in tune with the commonwealth for lack of a better term their <laughs> sense of humor and um, you know sarcasm and all that kind of stuff so that I, I can pick that up right away and that's why because yeah, because when oprah was out here a few years ago she also mentioned the fact too how taken aback she was on a different th things that happened to her and then she mentioned at her pot um at her television show how americans work to live but australians work to play so and i think that's the difference that we were, we're more laid back we have a laid back attitude we're not saying that we're stiff you know and rigid like the americans but we don't take things as seriously as as what some americans do i've never heard that oh uh, look that yeah you haven't know, you and I, imagine I think, a whole country full of frat boys you know i have a good sense of humor i laugh a lot i just i think it depends on the person but i guess if you look at america overall i guess i don't know what you guys think i mean i i think i I like to have there are fun. So and... many, there are so many regional differences in the North America. Let's mm -hmm. just put it that way. There's so many regional differences on what people think is funny and what they don't. You know, and like I say, I I grew up on Anglican, you know, Anglo humor, mm -hmm. and I've always stood out. I've always had to explain jokes to people, so it's just kind of normal to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I wasn't trying to be rude or upsetting. I was just explaining the differences between, like, the cultures as far as that goes. And, you know, don't be upset if somebody says something out of ordinary because it's not meant to be personal. So, but I fell flat. <laughs> wow. Sinead, that's crazy. I think, to me, it sounds like uh, maybe the person or people you were talking to needs to just lighten up. <laughs> Like, don't take life so seriously. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes, sometimes hard to lighten up when you are working on music. That's kind of a thing that that often lets tensions flare, whether you're yeah. expecting it. Working to or on not. music, I would think. Music oh yeah, would have you calm oh, and relaxed. There are no? lots of egos. There are a lot of egos in the music industry. Really, you know, I you guess kinda, there are. You kind of have to have one to be a musician, honestly. Yeah, At but least somewhat. It was more the professional people I were dealing with in business and things like that who were focused on what they do okay. rather than have a social life. I'm not sure. So, um, but yeah, I just found a lot of the professors. I mean, he did apologize to me two days later and asked me out for dinner, which I did turn down. Good for but, you. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was just the fact that um, it was, they wasn't, part of what he was used to in his circle so um yeah rude awakening when he sort of came out and um i used to have to add i'm just joking 
I'm just joking. It became exhausting. Yeah, that sounds like it would be. Mm -hmm. So for all you sociology experts out there, this is all totally unprofessional analysis that you're listening to. (laughs) If you're going to send any mail, send it to Shanae. (laughs) Because remember, she's just joking. That's right. Right, right. (laughs) LOL. Thank you all. This has just really been a great show. You guys have shared some really good information about the project that you did, the song that you did, Have a Little Faith in Us. And it was uniquely done because as you all said, you had never talked to each other like verbally. You did, you know, text conversations, I guess, or DMs and messaging, but you collaborated on a project with the lyrics from Shanae. You had Drew singing the lyrics, and then you had Ethan writing the music. So for someone else who's listening that may want to do something like this, can each of you share your experience and any advice that you could give that could help to make things a little easier or maybe a lesson that you learned? So who wants to go first? I'll let the guys go first. Okay. Well, I'll go first. Um, So I've actually been doing this type of collaboration for over 10 years now. Um, I have a music project that's called Audience Savant that I do with a writing partner um, in California. Uh, I'm originally from California. I moved to Arkansas a couple years ago, but we're continually continuing to make music. So this is, it was kind of second nature to me to, to do this particular collaboration. Um, you know, it, the, with the audience savant thing, I played with my friend in a band, you know, so we had a really good relationship going forward. So we just kind of extended that and we're currently finishing up our fourth CD. Oh, uh, wow. So, um, and what we do is we have a Dropbox folder that we both write to. We use the same music software so that the files are interchangeable. Um, but the most important thing to do from this, from a collaboration perspective is to keep talking. You know, and in our, you know, in our situation, we were doing it through direct messaging and we've got reams of direct messages back and forth. Hmm. Um, but what me and my partner do, my, me and my writing partner do, we have a call every week where we just most of the time just, you know, catch up with our lives. But we also talk about, um, you know, what, what, how we want to structure the music, where we are in it. I came up with this thing, check this out, yada, 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 that sort of thing. Um, so uh, the, the, the best example of that, it was uh, a song that I did uh, with this project on our last CD. Um, I used to be a traveling consultant. So I was in South America. I was in Bogota, Colombia. Um, and I was in the hotel over the weekend and I came up with a, came up with something. I sent an email to my friend and Monday night, there were guitar parts on it. Wow. <laughs> you guys were fast. I didn't, to, I didn't even have to tell him. And he's just like, yeah, that's cool. Let me do this. Right. 
So, um, so it's, it's, it's something that I'm really used to. So I, I guess, I, I guess from a technological perspective and kind of a flow perspective, I was kind of the lead on this because I have done it quite a bit. Okay. So, so you brought that experience. That's good. And yeah. I threw him a loop because while I, while I had access to GarageBand, but it was like the iPad version and he's like, oh, and we found out quickly that, you know, the files won't move from an iPad GarageBand or is it vice versa? The yeah, ones no. he, the files he created didn't exactly fit into my software. Right. If you create, if you create hardware for all you people out there using GarageBand on Mac OS, if you create something on a desktop or a laptop, you cannot give it to somebody who has an iPad or an iPhone. They don't read. So, so how do you get a challenge? Do, okay, go ahead. That's so, so, what we, so what we did was um, he would just cut things. You know, I would send out a, a song, you know, a version of the song. In and layers. Yeah, and he would layer something against it and then put that back up onto the Dropbox. I'd take that and put it into my music software. And um, one thing that was really good, and I actually never told you this, Drew, okay. the fact that you started at the beginning of every, you know, you started the recording at the beginning of every cut that we did yes. was an immense help. I knew it would I be. I didn't have to. I didn't have to line it up. No. It yeah. Okay. Now, Ethan, you got to explain because I've never done a project <laughs> with music. So, what do you mean by by that for other people who want to know yeah. too? What does All that right, mean? Yeah. So, so what I what I did was I got a version of the the song. I mixed it to an MP3 file, and I placed it up onto the Dropbox folder, so the other two could see it. Okay. What Drew took took that, put it onto his iPad, and fired up GarageBand, and did the vocals along with the music. Like karaoke. In, yeah, like karaoke in GarageBand. On his iPad. On his iPad. And then he exported that file, that just his vocals, and put it up onto the website, you know, up on the Dropbox. I took that file and integrated it into the music software so that um, it would sound like we were all in the same room. That makes sense. Wow. It's like you surgery. guys are creative. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's like surgery. The two doctors were operating. Yeah. <laughs> so, Drew, I just heard, you know, Ethan talk about your process, but tell me, like, what, what do you think about um, how you all came together and just any advice that you could give to listeners with what you brought to the table? Well, uh, the first thing that comes to my mind, if you're going to go making jokes on Twitter, uh, be aware that you might have to back them up with action. Because, <laughs> you know, I thought this was going to be another another drive by Ethan. Oh, hey, dude, we should do something with music sometime as I quickly walk the other way. And uh, yeah. Oh, and I, by I, the way, here's an MP3 file. Oh. Uh, yeah, exactly. It got like, real, oh. really quick, huh? <laughs> oh. And you know, I had planned to, I had planned to contribute to the music because I do play guitar and I play a little keys, and you know, I can. I, I, this sounds. This is going to sound really lame, but I can't think of a better way to say it. I make beats. Okay, I've you heard know. that term before. Yes, yeah. yes, but you know, uh, 
coming coming from a 40 year old redhead it might sound a little bit lame. <laughs> <laughs> but it's music it's me there's no right. boundaries it's music exactly yeah. right uh, and but even had it so much in hand uh that by the time you know first he sent me a piano piece and there were drums under it and I was like okay yeah this could use a little bit but you know by the end of the week it was better drums and better bass line and better stuff and I was like this doesn't need any music from me so uh, th that was cool but I guess for advice is uh, be open to new opportunities because this was kind of fun you know and at the end we you know we've got um, a couple of super fans on Twitter that are sharing it Austin uh, Tracy from reading is is it reading is our passion that's correct yeah she's, she's, been she's tweeting this out all the time and she just loves it so uh, you never know you never know what's gonna like reach out and grab somebody actually Ethan offered her a job yeah <laughs> oh, she, needs cool. she needs to be our publicist the, the pay's not so great right now. No, depending, no. <laughs> depending is it's like a hundred percent commission. Depending on how well you do, you could be rich. <laughs> what do we need to do? <laughs> oh, to that be rich. That is really cool. Win the lottery. Yeah. I told you, Ad. They didn't call. Uh, oh. I say we get rid of money. What do you guys think? I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. living. Let's wage. just get rid of it. Let's just get rid of it. Uh, we could live in Gene. We could live in Gene Roddenberry's future world tomorrow. Exactly. I mean, it's Star possible. Trek economy, the Star Trek economy. Don't well, we just we like we smiles have to be the currency. If you're not smiling, then you don't get anything. Oh, oh now hold True. on now. Yeah. Hold on now. Yeah, it, I have you have to. You too. have to it's, exchange it's not... something of positive energy. A but smile, it's... a hug, something, a wave. Okay, I can live with that. But you, okay. you just like. You know, I have friends who are uh, very, I have, I have friends in another band that actually have a song that's called Don't Tell Me to Smile. Oh, because, because, because men sometimes will come up to a woman and go, yeah, you know, you'd be pretty if you smiled. Oh, oh. And so that's kind of what I'm, you know, okay. that's kind of no. why I'm like, you're like, smile should be the currency. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> hold on. Hold that phone. Well, when you put it like that, people shouldn't say that. But we don't always you know what I mean. Yes, I do know what you mean. Yeah. But I just thought it would be fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and to give them a to give since I since I referenced their song, they are the PDX broadsides. All right. So and they are they have a Twitter and they have a um a, what's the place with the band stuff? You know it. You do it. What is it? Band camp. What, SoundCloud. Band camp. Yeah, they they have a band camp and whatever. There's lots of this services. one time at band camp. We'll get to that. That's where my mind went. We could always <laughs> we could always sell the song. I mean, I'm sure there's some some person out there like James Blunt or Justin Timberlake who would love to record our song. Hey, you never know, Sinead. You put it out there. You never know. You never for the, know. For the right amount of zeros, they're welcome to it. Right, right. <laughs> of course, they'd for, get all of it, so that's okay. I'm looking for digital mechanical royalties myself. Yeah. I want so I want a TV show to pick it up. That would be cool. Then, then we get paid big bucks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh well, you you can push that side, <laughs> Ethan. I you know me and technology. <laughs> I now can Shanae. literally. I can literally. This season on Bridgerton. 
<laughs> on Netflix. <laughs> when Drew and I were talking about technology, I could literally hear his eyes roll from Australia. Like, <laughs> like he, it was so simple for him to do all this technology. But for me, I'm thinking, you know, what? <laughs> so which brings me to my, to your segment with me next. Yes, I was going <laughs> to ask you your challenges of working, and, and not just that, but just advice that you would give to others who were working on a project such as this. Oh, what oh, oh, wait, learn? wait, wait. I was her challenge. I <laughs> 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 Is that right, Drew? You were? Uh, well, this, the, these words are just not fitting, Sinead. You're going to have to do something else. Oh. <laughs> All right, Sinead, well, tell us. Uh-huh. I did. I did rewrite them a few times to make them fit. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, but but the, my look, when I went into this, I sort of was looking looking at the big picture. Like as far as we know, nobody's done has written a song for a book. And then I sort of thought that as generations evolve, technology does as well. Like most people under thirty use their phone, iPads, whatever, for everything, for reading. You don't see them carrying around books and, and um, you know, have time to sit down and read a book where they can do it on their phone. So when I sort of started this, I sort of thought, well, if I start this as a preview to what could be in the future, I mean, authors have their book mock-ups, they have their trailers. This is just another piece of technology that they could use for future writing to enhance their books and being self-publishing they're getting all the royalties rather than going through a publisher to get a traditional deal where in 20 years books may not exist for the um you know because the the 30 year olds now will be 50 and they've taught their kids how to use iPads, iPhones, whatever. So technology will take over. I mean, that's just how I see it. I don't know about what the other guys think. It's already happened with CDs. Yeah, with I digital mean, MP3s. You, yeah. There's barely there's barely a CD section in any store anymore, and all the music stores are gone. Well, the video stores are gone because of streaming. Right. So, so I was sort of looking at a project to and. I will tell you, I've named it the Chase Method. <laughs> I was, told, <laughs> I was oh. told to name it because it was the first. It was the first idea, but for authors, it just gives authors the opportunity to expand on what they can do with their books. Look, fair enough. It was written into a romance novel where you get that emotion, you get, and it fits perfectly in with the book, but they will have to explore how they can put music or whatever into their books. So, um, I mean, we could always start a, a new a new company writing songs for authors. You could, yeah. So you could have Drew doing the uh, animation and singing, have Ethan write uh, the music. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can, invite, you can be the consultant, Shanae, that tells them how to make it all work together. Well, it was funny, like, when I... They, those two worked out the uh, the music and the singing and all that, and they'd send it to me and I would say, okay, we need more drums here 
or Drew, can you pull that note down a notch? Or, you know, that, that was the part I played in the supervision. <laughs> you said, she said, okay, because she said something that made me say that I was hamming it up. Um, she either said, can you pull it back a notch or you're overdid it there or something. It was just funny. <laughs> yeah. so, so in the music world, she played the part of the producer. <laughs> so you know so the producer sits in the you know, in the the mixing room and just says can you do it again faster <laughs> and more intense mm. that's okay. the george that's the george lucas direction well, I hope I... when, he, when he directs a movie that's all he says faster and more intense do it again <laughs> well i hope i contributed to it absolutely no you yeah you wrote the lyrics <laughs> no you no you, oh, no you actually shaped the way that the music came out Indeed, and the, and the lyrics came out. I mean, it's very important. Yeah, because yeah, you. you wrote the book, so you you know the characters. You know, you know how you want it all to come together. So to have that well, support team right. of the music and the singing behind it, the lyrics, you know, the vocals. Well, yeah, I think well, that's great. The song is fantastic, and you'll understand it more and get the emotional feel when you read the book. So it's taken me a little bit of a. A while to finish because I actually had to rechange things with the with the song. So and I've got Bambi Summers is my editor for this book, um, and you know what she I picked her and this is advice for for authors. I picked her because she was the first person to read the book one, The Love Mentalist, and she gave it five stars. But she sent me a little note saying how much she loved it, how you know how she the storyline intrigued her blah 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 but she didn't try to sell me her services so and I like that and when I sent out a few um other chapters for people to edit just to see how they edited Bambi was the only one who got me like my writing style because I don't write a normal romance where it's the woman and what she goes through and ends up I like writing from the male and female point of view so they had both have full backstories so to know what it took both of them to get where they are so Bambi for me has been um, really good in picking up where I need to cut things out or you know as an editor she's been fantastic so if any new authors are looking for editors, this is what they must look for. Someone who gets their writing and their style. Very important. Yeah. And by the way, she edited my longest work as well. And she was fantastic to work with. Same exact, I couldn't say it any better than that. She was. Yeah. Wonderful. Cause see my books are like 500 pages long. I don't write short stories or whatever. I like to tell a story and by having both characters, it extends the story, but it makes it more interesting because, believe it or not, I have a lot of men who read my romance novels because of that fact that the man's point of view is in the book. So to me, that was the only way I wanted to write and everyone's saying, oh, you know, that's head hopping and blah, blah, blah. I take it as an omniscient view, as a as the narrator writing in the third person. And it works. And when Bambi edits, she's very careful to check that I'm not head hopping and, and doing those sort of things. But a woman can think of 
one thing that's going on where a man's looking at it totally different. Mm-hmm. So in that instance, like I'll sort of play it both ways. So you'll get what the man and the female's thinking, but not in a way that it's conflicting the story. So, um, yeah, so I've got five chapters left to flesh out and um, redo. So, um, yeah, so, but the Twitter world has been fantastic. I've noticed a lot of more new collaborations going on, which is great. Yeah, that's awesome. uh, Yeah, there is. And um, I hope to sort of continue. I mean, I keep telling the guys I've still got two more books in the series. I might like to add another song too. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So, so just so you know, Shanae, neither Drew or I are uh, real big balladeers. We're more into the more you know hard rock metal type thing. But you did <laughs> so, they have to have a rock club scene in your next book, Shanae, so they can put that in there. Ah, <laughs> uh, look the the Vegas tequila bar scene. Oh my god, but. But you did. You guys did so well with the ballad. Like you just did so well with the ballad. It was amazing. As soon as I heard those first few notes from um, Ethan, I thought we've got something special here. It just sort of grabbed me. So and then as it you know um, expanded and as it grew, it yeah, it was just amazing. It's getting warm in the room over here, kid. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, this, this might be the last time I physically um, speak to you, so I, I just sort of want to thank, thank both not. of you. No, not. I hope not either. But yeah, I just wanted to thank you guys for like doing it. Look, at the end of the day, it was effortlessly done. It was done um, through Ethan leading the way with the technology and the um, music. Drew with his vocals. Drew actually, Drew sent me a. Um, a, a play that he did um, on um, Bohemian Rhapsody to to talk me into saying, "Hey, this is what I can do," and I, I absolutely loved it. I thought he did very, very well. So um, that's how we sort of got into it as well. So yeah, but it took off and we did well. It only took us a couple of months to do. That's yep. pretty good. But we, we would have been faster if I had had more time to focus on it during that. But you know, it was the holidays. Yeah. So yeah. say in a couple of months during the holidays means it was was yeah, like about six weeks. <laughs> right. And it and it even exactly. Yeah, no, that's yep. good. That's good. So let me ask you guys this. Um, you guys share some really good advice for people who are looking to do something like what you did or even just working remotely. Now, the next question I have is about marketing. So how do you all plan to market the book and the song? Who wants to go first? I'll let you guys choose. Well, I'm doing the book. Um, I have um, a book trailer, book mock-up, and um, that will be going through Twitter and my website once I get it up and running. I'm not a person to be out there in the public. I, I sort of do things under the radar, always have. But um, so I'll be promoting that and I'm doing some ads on um, Amazon and things like that. But Tracy, as my publicist, <laughs> I'm sure she will get the word out. Um, I, look, I love that woman. She's just so selfless in what she does. So, um, but as far as the music side, that's all Ethan. Okay, so, Ethan. So the... Um... The thing that you do when you publish music is you do something, you, you engage a company that's 
loosely called an aggregator. So what an aggregator does is, is takes your music and then places it on all kinds of different digital services for you for a fee. It aggravates the services <laughs> until they put it on there for you. Yeah, it <laughs> aggravates them. Right? Yes. Yeah. So um, <laughs> the, the, the one that I use, you know, in the audience savant thing uh, goes to over 30 different digital formats. So it's, it's impossible for an independent songwriter to get anything onto iTunes or Amazon or, well, it used to be Google, but Google doesn't do that anymore, or YouTube, because they're not interested in you because you don't have any volume. Right, right. But what the aggregator does is that they are the, you know, they are the volume, right? So they want to do business with the aggregators because they get lots of different types of stuff coming through. So you take advantage of that send them some money and they place the they place the, the music online and that's what we did with this one we did with, with a cheaper service but it was on spotify and apple music within two weeks awesome so is there uh, a monthly fee for people who are doing that or is it like an annual no, it's a one it's a one-time shot you know there can okay. be there some services have a yearly fee i suggest if you see a yearly fee on it don't do it right yeah exactly. uh, if it's a one-time fee sure uh there are some that are free and those usually don't rush you as much they don't push you through as quickly but uh we did use a an almost free service mm -hmm. and okay. um yeah so yeah. Know, that's that's the way that that uh, independent musicians get their stuff out into the world but just getting it out there doesn't really mean a whole lot you need people like tracy who are going to mm -hmm. you know yeah people to say, talk about it and get it out right, there for you and get, the, yeah. get the buzz going you know and that's just marketing 101 right and, right and it's something that i'm terrible at so i'm gonna shut up now <laughs> no, you just gave some really good information, Ethan. I, <laughs> I told you, you never know. That little nugget might be that piece that someone needed. So, yeah. 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 So thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, you know, it, I was just going to say, it's good how people talk about it. Word of mouth is probably one of the biggest selling points that um, we know. But until Amazon actually gets on board and sorts out their actual categories and their their stuff like my book is lost in amongst a thousand short stories of 15 pages or less like it doesn't help the reader identify which book they're going to buy and I mean the market is being flooded with new authors which is good to see a lot mm. of them are self-published and then you've got you as I said your traditional so I self-publish myself, even though I've been offered 16 contracts, it makes me wonder how out of those 16, 13, 13 of them were hybrid contracts where they expected me to put in a certain amount of money to get it on the shelves. And some of these companies weren't small companies. They were big companies, which made me wonder, okay, how bad is it for you to market and sell books considering self-publishing has come into it? So... I've decided not to go down that track. I, I ventured, I saw what I saw, didn't like it, so I self-published. So now we need Amazon to do their bit to help indie authors navigate through their stores or their categories to get our book in the right category. But we've also got um, 
Ingram Spark, which is a new one which actually gets it into books, um, into bookstores. So that's another um, part for self-publishers to go down. So it's evolving. The whole industry is evolving. So you've got to think of what's ha going to happen next or what part can you play in the next evolution. And, and I think this, this is just, as I said before, a stepping stone to what authors can do. So, guys, thank you for sharing. Like, wow, a lot of good information. Um, Ethan, you shared some very valuable information, things I'd never heard of before. And I love doing this because, for one, it helps other people. And all three of you just gave some very good information for the listeners. And what I would like to do also, do you guys have Bambi's um, name on Twitter? Because you all just said how great she is. I want to make sure that we can find her. Yeah, at Bambi Summers. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you'll find her. Um, as I said, that's her Twitter handle I, is at Bambi Summers. Yeah, she also has a website. Um, which her, her last her last name is spelled S O M M E R S. Just, okay, so it's yeah. Bambi B A M B I Summers S O M M E R S. Okay, I'm following yeah. her. I just want to make sure that everyone else who listens knows <laughs> knows yeah. as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, and she has, and she has like, a website as well. Yes, she does. I think it's bambisummers.com, but I could be wrong. It, it's on her um, profile, on her Twitter handle. So, um, but yeah, but you know what? When I um, sent, originally sent it to her, just to talk about the book for a minute, mm -hmm. she um, she said she she was so interested, she forgot to edit <laughs> the first time. And she said she had the, the tissues out by chapter four, which wow. I think is now chapter five, which is now chapter five. But it's an evolution of the first book of um, Samantha, her mother, who is the love mentalist. She hands the reins over to her daughter, but who is just as self-confident and strong as any other woman, but she has a flaw where she suffered a broken heart and she just can't get past that. Even though she's a psychologist and she knows everything, when it's personal, it's hard to, to get past. So um, unfortunately there's a death in this, so... Um, which was excellent for working the book to the next level. So making people yeah. cry. Yes. Oh, look, <laughs> you can laugh. Drew. It has some really good one-liners in it. Like in, in the first book, um, Sam's one-liner was like she was 50 years of age and she said she wanted to have some great sex before she was too old and broke a hip. Oh. So, oh. <laughs> so, like, so there's a lot of great liners in this and how your past and your issues can affect your future so and it's and look, there's a lot more body language techniques where you'll see you know um someone sitting down opposite her and she'll say oh you know she knew something was wrong by her rapid eye blinking or the fidgeting in her seats or or all these different types of um tells that people have so um it, it just sort of helps you get through some body language skip and learn some body language skills that you don't normally pick up on so um that that was really good too so um yeah so there's a lot more of that in there but the funny thing is even though she was a professional at it love blinded her to certain parts so it was interesting to write that and I hope I pulled it off I'm sure somebody will tell me if I did it <laughs> oh they will they'll be lined up for that <laughs> 
I'm sure you, I'm sure you have it together with a Bambi helping you. So I'm sure you're you're good with that with her editing it. So yeah, but just yeah. because she gets me doesn't mean that uh, other people will sort of have the same mindset as what she does. And you know, and I'm just expecting some like professionals to nit- nitpick it at certain little details that they don't need to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> It, it, look, it's bad to get a, a, a bad review. Not that I've had any yet, touch wood, but it's just on one little detail you get slammed for. They just can't overlook it and say, yeah, that 0.0001% really irked me, but the other 99.9999% was perfect. You know, it's just it's just crazy how people and readers review. Yeah. Yeah, you see a lot of that on Amazon reviews. Yeah, I, people, I would yeah. never give anybody a bad review on um, if you know if there was a small mistake. Being a writer myself, it doesn't spoil the story. Right. That's I mean, you want to, you obviously want to not have any mistakes, which is impossible. But you do shoot for as few mistakes as you can possibly shoot for. <laughs> well, that's right. exactly right. And, and 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 as I said again, it's also the difference because I write in an Australian language mm-hmm. and Australian style which is more relaxed and, and and Bambi actually mentioned it to me. She says, would you really say this to somebody? And I said, well, yeah. And she says, oh, okay. She said, I just got to get my Australian hat on. So they're, yeah. they're sort of things that you worry about as well, like the uh, misinterpretation that readers could have on what is something that is normal to us to what happens in their own country. Yeah, I um, I had a little disagreement with Bambi in the book that she edited for me. Uh, I threw in a British expression that's his maybe, um, and she's like, "You wouldn't say that." I'm like, "It's Stan." Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she does give you that right to reject or or accept yep. her. Yeah, yeah, no, she was fine with it. I'm just like, no, it's Stan. But right. yeah, but for her to pick that up, it like that's how good of an editor she is. So um, yeah, so. It, I would suggest that to people to find the editor that best suits you. And for me, it was Bambi. For Ethan, obviously, it's Bambi as well. So welcome to the Bambi Summer Show. That's right. right. <laughs> she's getting a lot of props she's here. Gonna us, she's going to us some cash, I'm telling you. <laughs> it's like a free promo for Bambi's editing services. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys, it's been a pleasure having you, the three of you on the show. I'm going to admit, this is my first time having three guests at the same time on my show. And I'm honored because I am the one who got to share the information about the song and the book. Have a little faith in us. So thank you all for allowing me to be the one to share that with the world. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Our pleasure. Now, um, well, thank you. Thank you. Now, as far as contact information, um, I'm going to start with Shanae. So Shanae, leave the audience your contact info. That could be your website, your Twitter, your other social media sites, but where can they find you and your book? Um, They can find my book on Amazon. All my books are on Amazon. Um, At Twitter, at Shanae Chase, S-H-E-N-A-E-C-H-A-S-E. Or um, my email is authorshaneechase at gmail.com. And the website will obviously be called shaneechase at gmail.com. Okay. You mean shaneechase.com? Yeah, dot com. Okay. 
Sorry. <laughs> I know what you we meant. can edit. So just say shinaychase.com again and she'll just like cut. Yeah, so you can say my website will be I'm making I'm making work for Shantae now. <laughs> I'm gonna leave this in here just because it sounds fun. <laughs> I can hear And you don't have to edit. Win-win. Exactly, awesome. exactly. A little shortcut there. All right, so Drew, tell us your contact information. How can we find you? Okay, so two things. Um, basically, everything you need to know is on acmerkel.com, A-C-M-E-R-K-E-L.com. The first page opens up and there's links to separate book pages on the first page, as well as like all the social media is there. Now, also, say um, you're gonna be a guest on my show, right? We talked about that, Drew. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. I got your recorded thing. I yes. have a press page to link that on too. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we're going to set a date uh, after this show. I want to set okay. a date so we can get that set up. Okay. Absolutely. All right. All right. Did um, you have anything else? Just a, yeah. A, a quick mention of an alliance of authors that I am a founding member of, and that is Queer Indie. Uh, we are, uh, it is queerindie.com. Okay. Uh, it's uh, Ash, Ash Knight, Halo Scott, Mario Delolio, and uh, TT Banks. Uh, yeah, and, I have TT on the show before. And and Evan Knapp, who is currently doesn't have his book up, but he's still part of the family. Um, we um, basically, it's a there's a, we have a directory uh, of ally and queer books together in a page where everybody can find safe things to read for them, things that that aren't going to leave anybody out All basically right. well thank you for sharing that yeah i'm a member i support that awesome. oh my yes. yeah actually in the love mentalist too her son comes into it who is gay and him and his partner are introduced into the book as well awesome very good very good i've had tt on the show she was actually i think she was my first guest on the show she was so much fun so to have her back, because I think she released a book since I had her on there. I think it was in 2019 is the last time I had her on the show. So I have to connect hmm. with her. See about yeah, getting her she, back she, on. Yeah, uh -huh. she was before me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one, the podcast before me, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure enough, sure enough. I have to get back with her. All right, so Ethan, share your contact information. Okay, so my, my contact information is fairly simple. It's right, Ethan. So on Twitter, so W-R-I-T-E, Ethan, uh, that's my Twitter handle. Okay. Uh, my website is writeethan.com. Um, I have a current release on Amazon called the San Francisco Suite, which actually has a music tie-in as well. The reason the book was written, it's a novella, so it's pretty short. But uh, the reason it was written was because we were having difficulty coming up with uh, lyrical ideas for a 35-minute, six-part musical suite that we're putting out as audience savant coming up. So I wrote a story around it. So um, Shanae was talking about one-liners. I can give you one, a one-liner to tell you what the book's all about. Okay, yeah, sure. It, it's like Field of Dreams, but without the corn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that definitely is a one-liner <laughs> see but that it's what ethan is doing is showing everybody else what can be done and what is being done and what will be done 
in the future. So the opportunities out there are amazing. I mean, I listened to his last one he put up and, um, yeah, I was wrapped. I'm waiting for the next episode. Nice. Well, thank nice. you. I'm glad to hear that. So, yeah, we should be out. That the, the, the new record should be out sometime in the next few months. We're still deciding on some stuff, and we've got to decide who, who's going to sing on it. Maybe Drew. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So, I guess that's the first time you've heard this, Drew, because you're kind of silent for a second there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a long we're pause. Gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna take that retired part out of here. <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. Description. And as soon as Drew gets off, he's writing a contract. Is that right, Drew? <laughs> he's still sure. silent. <laughs> These long pauses, guys. I think he's saying something without saying yeah. anything. <laughs> Do you remember what shock. I said earlier? You know, I never know if we're joking or not. So. Right. <laughs> I don't know. It, it sounds like it's not a joke. <laughs> like they're trying to just fill you out. So, All right. So Ethan, that's how you there... find me. All right. Awesome. Awesome. So before we end the show, you guys, any last words of wisdom to leave with the audience? Anything you want to share? Any one-liners? How's that? Get some one-liners to share? Well, I'll, Don't I'll... let anybody hold you back. <laughs> so, okay. I like that one. One of my favorites is from Hawkeye Pierce of MASH. Never let it be said, <laughs> never let it be said that I didn't do the least I could do. <laughs> All right. Drew, what do you have? Write something you want to read and do it with pride. And you can't go wrong. Shanae, Drew, Ethan, I want to thank each of you for being a guest on the Call to Action podcast and for sharing your unique story, your unique experience, and just thank you for allowing me to be able to do that because I feel like this is an exclusive that I got a chance to share. So again, thank you all for sharing. And for everyone else, this concludes episode 34 of the Call to Action podcast. And remember the code. The journey begins when you take the first step. Courage, optimism, determination, and enthusiasm are the tools that will help you along the way. Until next time. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Call to Action podcast. Make sure to visit me at ctamarketing.biz. There you can find articles for entrepreneurs and self-starters on tech and tips related to navigating this ever-changing world. Until next time. Share 
And what we lost because of my despair I walked away for under blame My mind filled with guilt and shame Remember 